Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Barrett Salee is a college football writer for CBSSports.com, an analyst for CBS Sports HQ. He is a host, Sirius XM College Sports Radio. That is channel 84 on Twitter at Barrett Salee, one of the best in the business, and joins us right now. Good morning, Barrett. What's up, buddy? Oh, not much. Just uh, getting ready for what is going to be a uh, season-defining week in the world of college football for a lot of teams. So looking forward to it. Which game are you most excited about in what is a really good weekend? Well, Penn State, Ohio State, just because obviously we know what Ohio State is. Um, They've navigated through a lot of issues injury-wise this year. Uh, Kyle McCord has settled in uh, as a starting quarterback, and and we know what their upside is. They've showed us last year – um, against Georgia, I mean, I, I would say they were the second-best team in the country and had it been for one field goal, might, might be able to state the claim as the best. And then Penn State, I don't know how many people have watched Penn State this year, uh, be, but they're just ruthless defensively and really effective offensively, but they've not been in a position where they have to score. Um, they have to, you know, get into a track meet to win and Ohio state might force them into that and not say they can't, but they haven't yet um, showed that they can handle it. So that is going to be a fascinating game. And obviously in the big 10 East, it'll sort of set the tone for that round Robin between all three teams, including Michigan down the stretch. So really excited about that one. Barrett Salee here on the show. Yeah. Barrett, if I can just ask you a quick follow-up on Penn state, the game is in Columbus and, and, Penn State fans and some of the alums who certainly operate in my world socially and at work over at CBS Sports Radio will just tell you until they're blue in the face that Penn State's elite, that this is their year, that they can win the whole thing. What is the likelihood you think that Penn State can go into Columbus and just and win this game and make all of those very braggadocio, braggard uh, Penn State fans look smarter than I guess I currently think they are? Well, I wouldn't say that it's likely, but it's certainly possible. Um, you know, it's what four and a half point game in Vegas. Uh, I think that's fair. So to me, I, I picked Ohio State. I think they'll win. I think they'll cover barely. But will Penn State have the ball late with a chance to win? I think that's, that's a fair assumption. It'll be up to Ohio State's defense. And they've improved defensively. But Penn State's so interesting because, like I said, you know, they haven't really had to show us anything offensively, but we know they've got a phenomenal one-two punch at running back. Drew Aller has been marvelously efficient, um, you know, in terms of his decision-making. He is a guy that pro scouts, I think, will and probably do already love, but he, he hasn't been in a situation yet where all eyes are on him. 
So I think Penn State is in a position where they, they will have a chance to win. I think ultimately Ohio State's a little bit better. But if Penn State fans are braggadocious and confident and they think this is their time, I totally understand it, and I think there's some validity to it. I just don't think they're at Ohio State's level yet, but they're close. Barrett, you've got right at least three teams, and Iowa fans would tell you that there's four in the Big Ten that think they see a path forward. Obviously, the Pac-12 for its final season looks really good. The SEC is the SEC. Oklahoma's undefeated. If I were just to ask you, I guess I am asking you, not what teams will be in the college football playoff, but what conferences will be represented? Which conferences do you think, are, are, and how many teams from each, do you think are likely to have a shot at a national championship this year? Well, I think it's going to be one uh, from each in the, in the four-team playoff. Um, you know, I, I'd say it's the SEC. I think it's the ACC. I think it's the Big Ten, and I think it's the Pac-12, mostly because I think there's a really good chance that um, Texas and Oklahoma play each other in the Big 12 championship game, and I think Texas can win that. And also I think the Big 12 is good enough still where, you know, Oklahoma can slip up, where it can cannibalize itself a little bit. So I think right now – to me, um, the Pac-12 is so strong that let's just say Oregon and Washington play again and Oregon wins, and then Texas and Oklahoma play again and Texas wins. I think the committee will value the Pac-12 more because I think the, the strength of schedule for um, the Pac-12 is, is, according to the metrics used by the playoff selection committee, will give the Pac-12 the edge. So. Um, we could be looking at a situation where that's the conversation, which would be fascinating because the Pac-12 generally does not receive the benefit of the doubt. And I think that they do this year, they will this year, and it'll be, it'll be wild because the last year of its existence. So, uh, but then I think the SEC, the Big Ten, and, and the ACC will, will get one. I think the one you have to sort of worry about is the ACC because what if Florida State loses? They've been tested. What happens with North Carolina? Can Clemson get back on track and, and get, you know, something done of, of note? And then what happens with Duke? So, you know, I, I think Florida State can go undefeated. So that's why I think the ACC will get a team in. But if, it, it's definitely at the risk of cannibalizing itself as well. Barrett Salee here on the show. Barrett, let's talk a little, a little Clemson. Obviously, Dabo and his program have not had the level of success the last couple of years that they want to have and enjoyed for a four- or five-year run before that, and he made some comments on his coach's show earlier in the week, and there were some follow-up conversations in his press conference about his view that maybe people need to relax a little bit and have some some perspective. Is that much ado about nothing, or is that a one-time obsessively winning head coach losing the, the threat a little bit? I think it's, it's fair. I mean, it's much ado about nothing. Well, maybe a little bit to do about nothing. You know, I think it's, he's right. It's really hard to win a national championship. And I think Clemson fans were maybe a little spoiled with what happened, um, you know, in the, in the mid to late 20, uh, 2010s. Alabama fans are still that way. If you're in position to make a New Year's Six Bowl game, if you're in position to be discussed in the college football playoff race in early to mid-November, that's about all you can ask for as a fan of any college football team because we're still talking about 18 to 22-year-old young men they're going to do stupid things. I did stupid things in college. You did stupid things in college. Everybody does, right? So I think it's what he's saying I think is fair, and he's accurate. He's right. Uh, could he have said it better to, to appease his fan base? Maybe. 
Uh, well, not maybe. Yeah, he could have. But I think the, the, the foundation for what he said is, is completely accurate. And I, but I, on the same time, I think the frustration with Clemson fans with, with Dabo isn't necessarily what he said there. It's the concern that maybe he was a product of two great quarterbacks in Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think there, I mean, obviously DJ Uyunglele is a great quarterback or a great prospect. He's at Oregon state now where, you know, things are a little bit more difficult from a personnel perspective, but he's still talented. And then Cade Klubnick was supposed to come in and be the savior. And he's, he's pretty good, but he's not Deshaun or Trevor. So I think there's some concern that maybe Dabo's ultimate success, the high end was more because of the quarterback and not as much because of Dabo. And I'm not saying that he's Jimbo Fisher, but it's sort of the same narrative with Jimbo Fisher, right? That Jameis was the reason Jimbo won, not Jimbo. Um, not saying that Dabo's at that level, because that would be embarrassing and, and a huge slight to him. But I think the narrative that, or the concern anyway, is still there. Barrett, uh, Caleb Williams had by far the worst game of his collegiate career against Notre Dame last weekend. And there was a whole lot of press and talk about what does that mean or not mean. Let's just start with him as a quarterback. Is there anything you saw from that game that would make you reevaluate how you projected him into the NFL? Or is it one bad football game against a good football team? Well, it's a bad football game against a good football team. Um, you know, as far as, as what Caleb is going to do in the NFL, I, you know, I, that's up to the scouts. But I think what it showed is that USC's formula doesn't work. They, they focus too much on skill players. Lincoln Riley is, is married to a philosophy that is ineffective at the elite level. They don't have a defense. They don't even worry about a defensive front. They don't care about getting SEC caliber players where you, you get 300 pounders on both sides of the ball and they have speed and they have feet like ballerinas and they can do whatever they want. Lincoln's married to his style, which, you know, they wins you a lot of games. It gets you in playoff contention, but that's it. It doesn't make you a national title contender, no matter who your quarterback is. And in this case, it's the best quarterback in the country. And he still can't do it himself. So I think it exposed Lincoln for, as a little bit of a fraud um, and certainly stubborn. And I, I'll tell you what, on, on our show on Sunday morning on SXM, you know, Tom and I basically were in agreement. That USC-Notre Dame game looked like every single Oklahoma national semifinal game. And that's not a good thing. That's not a compliment. That is an indication to me that Lincoln's just not learning. He's not learning how to win at an elite level. He is too married to his philosophy and he's going to have to change. So Barrett, you've got that view on, on Lincoln Riley. A lot of people would say that Dabo needs to evolve, especially with the transfer portal and the way that football operates today. Which of those two guys do you think is capable of evolving in whatever ways they need to and, and, and changing in whatever ways they need to, to be competitive at winning national championships levels again in the next few years? Dabo or, or, or Riley? I think it's Dabo just because he's – I know he's kind of dug himself into this position where he's anti-transfer portal and things like that, but I think he's smart enough to know that he's got to get off that. And I think there's an indication already that he is 
willing to make decisions and and take steps to move into this era. You know, he hired Garrett Riley from TCU after Garrett Riley helped TCU make the national championship game. Now, it hasn't necessarily worked out the way that they expected on the field, but Davo hiring somebody externally is not something that he would have even considered three years ago. So at least there's a willingness to sort of move out of what his mindset was during the national championship era into at least what he needs to address in terms of the problems within the program. I don't know if Lincoln's capable of that. So now it's, it's a small step for Dabo, but it's, it shows at least some flexibility and willingness to come off of the pedestal that he was standing on. Barrett, right now we assess whether it's Lincoln Riley or Dabo or Nick Saban to a degree, right? On, on, are you contending for a national championship, as you noted? And, and right now, can you get into that Final Four reality? When the playoff expands, do you think that takes the pressure off any of these programs that are maybe on the outside that get to the playoff but don't advance within it? Does it make their jobs and their lives easier? Or do you think expectations shift? You've got to be in the semifinal. You've got to be this far in the postseason. I think for, for most, they're going to treat it um, as if, hey, you made the playoff. Awesome. Golf clap. Move. You know, this is going in the right direction. But like we've been talking about with, with Clemson and with Alabama, with Georgia and Ohio State and Michigan and, and team, maybe even Texas and, o- and Oklahoma once they get in, uh, Florida State, you know, they're going to want to get to – they're going to use the old format as the gauge if that makes sense. They're, they're going to look at, at that program, at their programs, and say, okay, are you a national championship contender? Because being a playoff team doesn't matter. Uh, but for everybody else, you know, for Penn State, for, you know, Miami, for Auburn, for, you know, Utah, getting into the playoff will be a massive accomplishment, and they will take that as ultimate success. But the teams that are constantly making the playoff right now will view success as in making the top four like like is in existence right now. Barrett, great stuff as always, buddy. Appreciate the uh, the time and the conversation. Enjoy the games this weekend. Thanks, Bill. Have a good one. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.